Welcome to the It's a Hustle podcast. I am your host, Joe Garrix, coming to you from the Fairfield Comedy Club with my good friend, Maddie Goldberg. Maddie, welcome to the pod. What's up, buddy? Not too much. How are you? Great. I just did a, a very triumphant show at the Fairfield Comedy Club. We 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 road dogged on Thursday. We were roommates. Yeah, we had a nice little time. Maybe a little mean to you. You snored a little. <laughs> <laughs> I uh yeah, I'm a does, bit of a snore. I'm wife, sorry. Is that wife. is that why you slept until one PM? No, Xanax at five in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Panic attack. Is that what you had to do to to get through yeah. my snoring? No, no, I had nothing to do with your snoring. I just like was I was having bad moments, I'm like, fuck it. Like I have Xanax <laughs> for emergency and I was like, it had nothing to do with your snoring. You're a great roommate. <laughs> you were a great roommate. Oh. Well that that was a fun time, but yeah, you time. just uh, fucking crushed it tonight. Thank you. Holy shit. I know. That was a I, slaughter. Well, I thought, like, uh, you know, I was a little off on a few. Like, you know, there's, like, one joke you miss. Yeah. And you're, like, thinking about it. So I'm thinking about that one joke. Yeah, I well, yeah, I, I'm thinking about all the rest because, oh, I mean, it was just madness in there. Night and day from yesterday, let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, well, you know, you win some, you lose some. That's the beauty of comedy. Unfortunately, uh, you can't be a Fairfield Comedy Club uh, every night unless you're me. Exactly. Well, <laughs> there's a metaphor in baseball. You're only as good as your next outing or whatever. I think it's your last outing. Your last outing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well Close then, enough. you're you're great for now. Today, we'll until see. The next show. Yeah. Well, there is another one coming, but the next one should be even better. We got like twice as many people coming, and uh, should be a killer. I hope so. Yeah. So, uh, Maddie, tell me, uh, you know, what's it like for you working in L.A. versus East Coast? Okay. So, like, Aaron Berg is on stage right now. He's he's a he's a beast. He is, as they say in comedy. So, what I've noticed with him, and I noticed the guys in New York, more punchlines per minute. That makes sense. For New Yorkers? Yes. Yeah. So he's like bang, bang. He's like a machine gun. So when I go to New York, I get intimidated because like, LA, you're telling stories. You're a little slower, you know. So New York, the the pace, I guess like the light, like they say, the lifestyle of New York, the pace is faster. The pace is, is definitely faster in New York where the people are, they get these little punchlines where you wouldn't expect them, and so it's like a machine gun. Like more tags and whatnot. More tags, everything. Yeah. Do you do you have any theories as to why that is? Okay, I just think it's like, um, you know, like music used to be very regionalized, where bands all sound the same in certain areas. Yeah. Like Seattle has grunge; they all sound alike. Mm -hmm. So New York is like you watch the best guys, and then you emulate them, and then in California, the best guys are a lot different than New York. So you emulate them. So I think it's like the younger guys aspire to be the top guys in New York, and then that they get that pace. But do you think there's a reason why like the top guys in there are? Is it, do you think it's because of like the Hollywood or the movie scene or the TV well, shit? Well, that's or? the thing too. Is in LA more a lot more comics are doing comedy to, to audition like their character, yeah. as opposed to like the craft and to be the best comedian. It's like no, I'm putting on like a monologue. Yeah. So I'm gonna be honest. New York, New York comedy in New York is better than LA. By far, even though Bill Burr lives in L.A., he's a New York comic. So, uh, well, what's it like, you know, being a working comic in L.A.? Do you find that to be a better place to work? Is it no, no, worse? It's harder to get spots because the clubs you're competing against, like movie stars and the, you know some big time guys, and there's not as many clubs. New York, there's ten or twelve clubs, and there's only like three or four in L.A., and it's just really hard to like get in that that like little click. And a lot of places just book the same people over and over. And they can bump you and they have no, not going to mention any names, but they can fucking just like come and take over, like do 45 minutes in your show. And another, another guy can do another 45 minutes. It's just like, it is what it is. So uh, why are you out there? The weather. 
I gave, <laughs> I gave up. Yeah. I, you know, I, I mean, I have fa- all my family lives there, but our buddy is like, come live in New York and try to get the rust and like try to do a year and like try to see if you're still want to do comedy for the rest of your life every day. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, you're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Where where, where are you leaning? What do you think? I don't know yet. I feel like you're too good to stop. I know. It's just I hate the business side. I hate networking. You hate net. So you feel like networking is kind of a key component. Oh my gosh, so important. Like I know Woody Allen's hated now, but he said it best. He's like, this is ten percent inspiration, ninety percent perspiration, and it's like a lot of it's what you do off stage. Yeah. Like a lot of guys I started with were a lot bigger than me. They befriended all the big time guys. Where I was like so shy and like and all of these guys. Yeah. You know, so I didn't have like the balls to like, hey. You're awesome. Can I hang out with you? You know, I was like, I'm just scared of you guys, you know? So, Are, do you still feel that way? I don't know. I mean, I, do, I, I don't know. I wish I had an answer. Yeah. I, I don't want to sound like I fucked up, but, you know. Or, well, no, no, but you live and learn. So yeah. so if you could go back, would you, you know. I would have networked a lot better. Yeah. I, I would have known it's part of the game. Like, it's like a big part of, like, what you do is, like, you have to bother people. Yeah, because you, you got to get on stage, you just right? Have to. You need you yeah. need the reps. Yeah, I mean, like L.A., like you're writing, so I wrote a pilot, and I uh, this is like, I'm gonna name drop a little. Go for so it. So like five years ago, this dude just moved to L.A., and he was like so poor, he was taking the bus. The bus in L.A. is disgusting. Like it's just it's just gross to see bus in L.A. And he saw me do stand up, and I he was like fooling around with stand up, and he's like, hey. He, he, he like wine and dine me at like in and out Burger, which is like $5. And he's like, you want to write sketches with me? And I said, no. I didn't talk to him for five years. <laughs> he And it's like all of a sudden, he created this show called American Vandal. I don't know if you heard oh, that. Oh, it's the best show. Yeah, it's so great. He, yeah. So you I should have written with that guy. I turned him down. You fucked up. So now is this I why like, you agreed to do my podcast today? Yeah. You don't want to be here. You just thought, oh, this could maybe no, turn I, into I something. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> but like... That something was like, then I like, you know, of course, five years ago, yo, congratulations. You, know, you want to write sketches? No, I gave him my pilot. And now I'm like, now I'm like, okay, I got to drive nuts, even though he knows like what I'm doing and I fucked up and he probably knows I fucked up. And it's, well, you live and you learn, right? And, yeah. you know, let's be honest, you're still a young man. You know, these are, yeah. you got to, you got to figure out what you're doing. I mean, I'm still I mean, figuring stuff game, out every though. day too, right? Like, people make mistakes in this all the time. Yeah. I mean. I remember Colin Quinn was talking about how Mike Myers came to him about the first Austin Powers. And he was like, this is stupid. Like, <laughs> you want to, like, co-do it with me? And he said no. And I was like, you know, fucking gross, $200 million or whatever. And so just say yes to everything? Is that the advice? You never know. You, you never know. You never yeah. know. Like, the kid's riding the bus, and he's now, like, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a nerdy guy. I hope he doesn't hear this. Because I, I like him a lot. But it was funny. I, I I'm had, pretty sure he's not going to hear this. Yeah. I had him over my house. <laughs> and, uh, like, there was a commercial. We were watching a football game. And there was a commercial for, uh, like, the Avengers movie or something. And he ran out of the room. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't want to know anything. Like, I don't want to know the trailer. So it's like, you never know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I let me ask you something. Put you sure. on the spot a little bit. I always Go like to it. end with a uh, an inappropriate question. Absolutely. Um, so uh, throughout your career, yeah. uh, if there was one person who you could have, you know, done a better job networking with or, or worked with or tied yourself to a little bit more uh, that you, you didn't, who is that? Uh, this is 
Did I name drop? Yeah. All right, so one of the coolest moments of my life was Ted Alexandro, who I admire as an amazing comic. Fantastic comic. He goes, do you want to write stuff together? And I said, yes, at that, because I, I used to, I used to, like, there's kids here to do the door. I used to be that for years. Yeah. So I watch him, and now all of a sudden, like, the Ted Alexandro is like, wants to write with me? I'm like, fucking hey. But I just got this big job. I was, I got a job in advertising for stand-up, and I was like, I thought it was like hot shit. And I would, t- I would like come in my office, you know, like I was like acting like I was bigger than him or something. You know, I was like getting cocky because it was the first time you get success, you you become like a douchebag, you know. <laughs> so, it's hard to imagine you becoming a douchebag. But we we were like, I was like, yeah, Ted, I want to do this, but I'm like so busy right now. And then like when the advertising thing, I got laid off, and it was just like. I was like, hey, Ted, you ready to write again? He's like, well, you know, I decided to kind of go, like, I don't, you know, like a different direction or something. And I just think he's a brilliant comic and just an amazing mind. And I wish we could, like, actually, we wrote some really cool stuff. And it it, it, may, it really meant a lot that he actually, like, admired what I do. Because, I mean, I looked at, you know, when you're a doorman, you see all these guys. I've seen Patrice O'Neill, Bill Burr, you know, him. Gaffigan, uh, Patrice O'Neill was no longer with us, so I thought it was one of the best ever. Yep. Uh, you watch these guys, you're like 22, 23, and you're like, and all of these guys, like they're gods, you know? So like one of them that asked me to write to them was the coolest thing, and I probably blew it. Well, that, that is unfortunate, but uh, Ted, if you're listening now, uh, Maddie's sorry. Yeah. He wants you back. Uh, he's an excellent joke writer, excellent comic. Uh, think about giving him another chance. Maybe sit down with him. You know, he'll come to your office, I think. Is that fair, Maddie? Will you go to Ted's office? Of course, man. I mean, I know he's killing it. I know he's, he opens for Gaffigan and does the world and you know yeah he's living the life man it's well look you know when i tell it. you this if, if if i'm ever have ted on the pod i'm gonna i'm gonna talk Why to him about you get him here i'm gonna you know what i would love to i that would be a oh, great don't get. don't don't mention my name because i just made this all up <laughs> <laughs> that <is> cool. <laughs> well maddie thanks so much for being here it's it's really always a pleasure to have you at the oh, club man, it's the best and i can't wait for the next show and thank you and I bet you more people listen to this than you imagine. I uh, I hope so. I hope yeah. so. Well, oh, and you know what? For the people listening, where where else can they find you? Ah, uh, well, at Maddie Goldberg one. Do people use Twitter anymore? Or is that I don't is know. I dead? don't. I I don't use it. So, I hate. I it. I think Instagram is left. So Maddie Goldberg on Facebook at Maddie Goldberg on Instagram, and I put most of my stuff. I think Instagram is the way to go now. Like it's the new one that everybody's using. I don't know, man. I talk to the kids. The kids are Snapchatting still. Really? Yeah, that's what I hear. Really, the younger. Comics? What's that? What about comics? I don't know. I don't know any yeah. comics. All right, well, thank you, Joe. And <laughs> Maddie, thank you, man. Thank Always you a pleasure. Thank you for listening. All right, peace. Thanks for listening to the It's a Hustle podcast. Special thanks to Eric Donnelly for our theme song, to Julian Rooney for all of our editing, to Lightswitch Advisors for our website and online marketing. If you have any web or marketing needs, Lightswitch Advisors is your go-to place, to Vans for all of our footwear and apparel. And also, please come to the first ever live recording of the It's a Hustle podcast, Saturday, April 27th at 5 p.m. at the Circle Hotel in Fairfield as part of the first Connecticut Comedy Festival, April 25th through 20th. Check that out at ctcomedyfestival.com. And please leave us a review. Tell your friends we appreciate your listening. Peace. Peace.